It's time for the Pistons Pod. Here's your host, Matt Derry. We are back, everybody, at Pistons.com with another episode of the Pistons Pod. It is indeed Matt Derry with you. Hope everybody had a great holiday and Thanksgiving, getting ready for Christmas. And both the Pistons and Motor City crews obviously back at it. As the weather's getting colder, we're getting back into the gyms, whether it's the LCA or the Wayne State Fieldhouse to see the crews. And that's kind of where we're going today as our guest today is the second-year head coach of the G League team here in Detroit, the Motor City Crews, DJ Baker, longtime assistant under Dwayne Casey, guy that took the crews to the playoffs last year, but a different roster, kind of a different outlook this year. And let's uh, catch up with DJ right now. What's up, Coach? Hey, thanks a lot for having me on, Matt. It's uh it's good to talk to you again. Always great to talk to you, my friend. Uh, things are different this year. Rosters uh, pretty much completely overhauled. There's some veterans you have coming off your bench that are back from a year ago, but what's the transition been like? Yeah, it's uh, a little, definitely different than last year, but um, you know, I think the mission remains the same. I think number one is uh, instilling a great culture. Um, you know, between. Uh, the crews, obviously the crews and our team, but also, um, you know, when players come back and forth between uh, the Pistons, if uh, that we've had a number of guys that rehab with us. Um, uh, Isaiah Stewart was with us recently, and uh, we've had a, have, a, have had a number of guys this year. So um, the mission remains the same, serve the Pistons, instill a great culture with our young guys. And then my number one focus is on development. Like you said, this year we're uh, much more younger, and uh, that, that gives me an opportunity from a coaching standpoint uh, to develop and uh, help the talent of the, these rookies that we have and, um, uh, you know, and, and see if we can, you know, develop them and get to the point where we start winning some games. But, uh, you know, the mission's the same, but you're right, the, the roster is definitely a little bit different. You had a lot of stability last season. Uh, the roster was basically the same from start to finish. You had guys like Saban Lee and Luca Garza that went back and forth, but you always knew that for big games or, from the, or even the playoffs, you could bring those guys back. This has been a different story. Is it? Do you, would you say the G League season is more like what happened last year, or you think this is more normal this year that you're going to have some turnover? Um, you know what? Honestly, it, it's case by case because I look at the opponents that we play, and it really depends on where's the the NBA franchise at in their in their process. You know, is it a veteran heavy playoff team? Well, then you know their young guys aren't going to get minutes, and they're going to have to um, you know get minutes, get their reps in the G League. Or if it's a like right now, all of the Pistons young players are in the rotation. You know, so we really don't have. Uh, those opportunity to assign any Pistons players, which is a little bit unique, and um, you know, Braxton, and they've 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 been injured. The, the Pistons have had a lot of injuries, so Braxton Key, um, our, our two way player, he's he's been with them a lot, just in case you know, on that long West Coast trip, just in case uh, anybody gets into foul trouble or anything like that. So it's it's really a case by case basis based on where the NBA team is, but. Like you said, it's much different this year um, with all of the young guys that the the Pistons have are pretty much in the rotation, so we won't get uh, many assignments this year uh, from what it looks like thus far. DJ Baker, head coach of the Crews, are joining us in this week's Pistons pod. Last year, you know, I mentioned Saban Lee, but you had Derek Walton, kind of a veteran of the G League and, and somebody that had been around, of course, Detroit native and, and Michigan Wolverine. and. Uh, you know, he elected to kind of go play elsewhere this year, and um, 
how difficult, I guess, is it to not navigate without a veteran point guard? You know, I, I always knew uh, from from all the, you know, you know, coaches I, I worked for in the NBA, especially my seven years with Coach Casey. It's a, they've always talked about how important having a, a a point guard is that can kind of run the show for you and execute. Uh, at the end of the game, and and I and last year, uh, my first year in professional head coaching, it showed me that you know it's uh, uh it is vital, and it's the most important thing. It's the most comforting thing when you're a head coach to have a Derek Walton type guy, and um you know guys have stepped up. Obviously, we have we have Kiefer Sykes, who I'm thrilled about. Um, you know he's 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 injured right now and out of it, and, and so we're um. You know, we're utilizing some of the young talent that we have at the position. But uh, like you said, last year, um, having that that table setter and that veteran guy, and you know, we had Chuck Diallo, who's another, you know, veteran player that you could basically put them in a two-man game and, and know that they can, they can you know, close games out for you. So it was a, it was a luxury to have, and I'm glad for the, the opportunity that those guys, find, those guys both found overseas uh, for this year. You mentioned Kiefer Sykes before. Uh, fans may remember him from Bayheim's Army when he hit the game-winning shot and he got a tryout and an opportunity with the Pacers, and he's been around. But when he gets healthy, you're going to be a lot better, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. He's just—he's a veteran, you know. He—he, he, you know, that's the one thing with with rookies. We I love the talent of the rookies, but you know, they have to learn, you know, the professional game, offensive concepts, defensive concepts, how difficult this level is. It's kind of like when you're a really good high school player and then you go play in college, it's, it's a huge step up. And there's that, that growth and that adjustment when, when you have a team full of freshmen uh, in college, you know, and it's the same thing in the NBA. When you're a rookie, there's, there's so many things that you have to learn through experience. And so to add a veteran player, a guy with NBA minutes, um, you know, that those are a lot of the successful G league teams have veterans and they have guys with NBA minutes, and and so to add a guy of his caliber um, will will definitely help our team out a lot and help the growth of the young guys out as well, and, and be able to you know put them in better positions to succeed. DJ, take us behind the curtain a little bit. Uh, we'll use the example, like you said, of Braxton Key. He goes on the West Coast trip with the Pistons. He comes back to town. They play Sunday night against the Cavs. He's still with the team, and then he gets assigned to you on Monday. Um, so he could play against Fort Wayne. How does that work? What is Troy Weaver, the GM of the Pistons, asking of you? Is it like, is it your call to put him back in the starting lineup? And obviously he's a guy averaging 18 a game, so you want him out there. But uh, take us through how that works. Yeah, no, I, I think we, we, we meet weekly as a, as a staff, uh, myself and, and the Pistons front office and the Crews front office. So we're all, we're all very uh, connected and aligned, and I would say there's constant communication on, at, you know, we're – we're meeting as an entire staff once a week, but I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're texting, we're communicating daily, you know, um, so frequently. And so, uh, yeah, when that situation comes up, uh, you know, there's plenty of two ways to actually come off the bench when I forgot what, I think it was Wisconsin or whoever we play these games run together, what we played here before Iowa, there are two ways typically come off the bench. Um, and so uh, it was Wisconsin. It was Wisconsin. So, uh, you know, some some teams elect to do that. Obviously, Braxton is is going to have, a, I think, a, a decent amount of time with us. And so I decided to insert him back into the lineup. It wasn't really something that was told I had to do or not, in, you know, not not mandated for sure. Uh, but obviously, he's a, he's a big, 
presence of what we're doing. I'd say the biggest part with that is you're trying to build continuity as a team and to not have him around for 14 days practices and games and the season's still young. I would say that's the biggest challenge of it is, is kind of a guy showing up on, on game day, even though I'm familiar with them, you know, just trying to con- continue to build that continuity with our team. And so, um, you know, it's a little bit, you know, you kind of find your rhythm a little bit that first game. He didn't really get minutes with the Pistons when he was with them for those two weeks. So he's trying to get back in his rhythm. Uh, but, but before he left us, he was playing terrific basketball, absolutely terrific basketball. And um, we're excited uh, to get him back in that rhythm and that groove and, and keep moving forward and keep building. Iowa in town Friday and Saturday against the uh, Motor City Crews. Wayne State Fieldhouse, a lot of fun to uh, come to these games. I've had an opportunity to work with DJ and call some of the games, too, with Chad Bush on the prep. So uh, check us out as well. You know, a year ago, like you said, you had kind of an idea. You had Garza in the middle, uh, Saban, and, and certainly Derek Walton out on the perimeter. When when, when do you kind of know uh, and what what's sort of the number of games where you kind of know your identity with this group? I mean that that's a that's a terrific terrific question because it's really on our success and I've said this since you know the some you know as we're before training camp our success is going to be found on the growth and the development and the learning curve of the young guys that we have you know we have five rookies you know 50% of our roster are rookies first year players and so how quickly can we develop them and uh, them learn the game and learn the league and how hard it is to win and and, and, and uh, play in this league. And so, um, you know, last year was more of a veteran team. I, I had, you know, I could put a system and structure in place and kind of let them run with it, and they did a great job of executing. And this year you're kind of teaching more step-by-step. Step. So it's been a terrific challenge for me, a terrific opportunity to coach a completely different type of group and understand okay here's the adjustments that i have to make as a head coach and here's how i have to teach differently and implement things differently and probably a little bit slower um and and control the game a little bit more than uh i did last year and then honestly more than i even like to but um it's finding all those things out so uh, the identity part, you know, we're 10 games in. Hopefully, you know, by the time the showcase comes, you know, we are we have a good rhythm and good flow of who we are. And, and the biggest thing is the health piece, right? Getting, you know, our one of our cornerstone pieces is Kiefer Sykes. So you get him back and you get him in a rhythm, you know, hopefully hopefully when the when the regular season comes, we're, we're kind of hitting our stride and ready to take off at that point. You mentioned the rookies. I'll just throw two out there. Jules Bernard, who, of course, played at UCLA. And Buddy Beheim at Syracuse. I mean, these guys come from big-time programs. They're used to winning. You start off slow. You lose eight of your first ten. How, how do you kind of coach these guys up and, and teach them, hey, this is this is a professional game. I mean, they're playing a lot more games than maybe they were used to in college, and, um, and they're not going to class anymore. So how do they adjust? I think, I think one of the biggest things is, like, the patience and the developmental process of all rookies. Like, it, it, it takes time. And that's been my message to those guys. Like, I was with Pascal Siakam. Like, he played in the G League for two years when I was in Toronto. You know, like, nobody thought he was going to turn into a max player. Sadiq Bey, when he came here, he was on the third string. Like, I was with him every single day for his rookie year. Like, he was out of the rotation. He was not a starter. You know, so, like, you know, there's countless examples 
over the last last 10 years of I've seen like very rarely do rookies just come in and impact winning from day one. And so I think talking to them about, about you can't skip steps every single day. It's about getting 1% better. It's having, it's having a priority list of what do we need to do to help you develop to influence winning and then to develop your own individual game to expand your role as a player. And that's the really two sides of the coin that we look at it. We create a very clear vision of what these things are. We create the priority list and then we, I meet with them weekly. I, I watch film with them, you know, multiple times a week on, on their growth and their progress. So that's the approach. That's the approach that, that I take, that we take and, and, and they're bought into it and, and they're eager to study. They're eager to learn. They're eager to improve. And, um, you know, and, and that's, that's, you know, whether we were 10 and all right now or, you know, oh, and 10, like our approach to player development and individual improvement, um, isn't altered by the results of, uh, of the wins or losses, especially early on in the season. And, and they've bought into it. They've completely bought into the, um, the program that we put together and, and, uh, you know, trusting the work that they're putting in. Tell me about Devonte Kaycock a little bit. Big man. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'd call him a big man, but you know, he's one of your bigger guys. And I remember watching him with the Spurs, DJ, and he kind of could do everything. Um, pleasant surprise, or is this about what you expected? I think that's what we expect. I mean, he's, again, he's a third-year player. You know, there's no like he. He has room to improve. He has room to develop, like all players. He's not a rookie. You know, he's a third-year player. He's gone through it. He's done it, you know. So there, there's not that learning curve of he knows how difficult this league is. He knows how competitive it is. And um, uh, he's a pleasure to have on the team. He's a great offensive talent for sure. Uh, great finisher at the rim. Great screener and roller. We're working on developing his um, – you know, ball handling and decision making out on the perimeter uh, to play through him a little bit more, um, which is which is a great opportunity for him to develop and us to work with him. And then defensively, really trying to raise his level of uh, he's gotten some foul trouble in a few games. So uh, just growing him as a defender on the ball and off the ball and protecting the rim a little bit more and, and switching. Um, but he, he's doing great. And he's 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 one of the leaders of the team. He's, he's being pushed to be more vocal, which he's done a great job of. And so he's he's doing a terrific job. It's great to have him in the program and um, playing very well for us. But, you know, this is what we thought of him. You know, we thought very, very highly of him before we got him. And, uh, again, it's he's, he's, he's a veteran that's done it before. So, you know, you can pretty much rely on him to produce on a, on a, on a night-to-night basis. DJ Baker with us, head coach of the Motor City Crews of the G League, second year coach as a head coach with this Pistons G League team. What have you learned? How are you? Uh, how are you better today than you were a year ago when when you and I talked? You, you know, it's like it's funny because even though the results aren't there in terms of the wins and losses compared to what we were doing twelve months ago, uh, without question, I know I'm a better communicator, a better leader. I think I have more clarity over what the players need, over what we're trying to accomplish and how to get it done on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, but overall, it's just, no. you know, last year, you're in your first year as a head coach, you're, you know, a lot of days you're just trying to survive, you know, and keep your head above water, trying to get hit at, you know, you're getting hit at from every angle. And I think this year I have more of an understanding of uh, how to run a program, 
how to how to manage a staff. We have we have a great support staff. We have great coaches that I was fortunate to hire, and so um, just just a better overall program. Uh, understanding how to run a program, and I would say from the basketball side of it, just more clarity in the game of you know lineups that are working, or uh, you know how to attack a, the the defense a certain way. Just more clarity in game, I would say. Uh, the, the game slowed down a little bit, which has been very helpful. So uh, I, I've definitely grown. I've developed. I can confidently say I'm a better coach today than I was last season. And uh, I'm beyond grateful for this opportunity and, and the head coaching experiences. Um, you know, is you know you can't replace it. No job in the NBA, you cannot replace getting this head coaching experience. So I'm, I'm extremely thankful for the opportunity that I have. I got to ask you this. So you said slow things down and things are slowed down. If you watch a G League game, you watch a Cruz game, you come to the games at Wayne State, there's nothing slow about it. I mean, the ball goes through the basket, Deej, and you guys are like inbounding and going. How much of that is by design or is it just, is that just what this league's about? You know, I I think, uh, and again, the league is smaller as well, you know, in terms of the bodies. I think there's a lot more guards that play, you know, like there's not true power forwards and even your small four, you know, it's like a lot of teams are playing with, you know, two, three, sometimes even four uh, guards. And so I think that's part of it. But with that being said, uh, at least for us, it's definitely uh, purposeful and something that we drill and we implement of, um, you know, we're very intentional about the drills that we do, the points of emphasis, our offensive pillars, uh, things that we believe lead to high value and high efficiency, uh, high effic- efficiency shots, um, you know, through the shots where they're located on the floor, who's taking them, the level of shots that are contested. And, um, you know, and, and we have a, we have a strategy and a drill in a philosophy that kind of, backs up uh you know how to create early easy shots in the offense and that's something that we definitely work on and talk about on a day-to-day basis and something that we lead you know last year it led to a very very uh highly efficient offense and and hopefully we can get to the point this year where it uh it leads to the same thing what about on the defensive side i I know you i've known you years now i know i know you're not thrilled sometimes some of the breakdowns how do you how do you teach that, and how do you ever remind these guys? Listen, after you score, you got to like sprint back. Yeah, we we having a sense of urgency on the defensive side of the floor. Some of these things are tendencies, right? You play a, a team like uh, like Fort Wayne, for example, right? They have you know Gabe York and Justin Anderson. You know they have they have four guys that are are averaging twenty points or, or excuse me, nineteen points or, or more. You know, and so some of it is you know, understanding the other team's personnel and understanding your opponent and their tendencies, right? So that's that's a piece of it. The other one is exactly what we're trying to accomplish offensively. Guys, this is what we're trying to stop defensively. We can't give up early, easy baskets. So the sense of urgency to take away early, easy baskets in transition, force the defense to play against a half-court setup defense, and then from there understanding uh, player tendencies and how to stop your opponent and, you know, what actions are we going to see? Do they run pick and roll? You know, do they run post-ups? You know, what, what what type of offense do they run? And what are our core principles, our team principles on, on both sides of the ball that, that we use to, you know, defend those actions? So um, 
we've definitely made strides the last five games. Last game was a little bit rough, but um, after that first Wisconsin game, our, our defense has definitely made strides, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about. But And then at the end of the day, to be honest with you, it's a pride thing. It's a compete thing of, you know, I'm not going to let this guy in front of me score. It's, it's a guard your yard mentality, five guys against the ball, and it, it, it's, you know, uh, you look at the great defenders in the NBA, the great defenders I've been around, a lot of it's just a pride thing and an effort and a competitive fire part. And so um, drilling that home with the guys as well. But uh, last last four out of five games have been pretty, pretty, you know, for example, Fort Wayne, going into our first game against Fort Wayne, they averaged 129.8 points per game, wow. the most in the league by over 10 points in our first game against them we held them to 103, right? So that's a massive, a massive step forward for us. And we have a long ways to go, but uh, proud of some of the recent um, progress that we've made on that side of the ball. DJ, all the best. Uh, Appreciate the time, and uh, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me on, Matt. DJ Baker with us, the head coach of the Motor City Crews, been with the Pistons now for a bevy of years, first as an assistant under Dwayne Casey and now running the crew as a G League team for the second straight year. Did a fantastic job last year in taking the team to the playoffs. And as he said, different year here in, in 2022, 2023 and getting some of the younger guys into the mix. That'll do it for another edition of the uh, Pistons pod. You can find us at Pistons.com and wherever you get your podcasts.